session we taught on a few Wednesday nights ago was um, closing the door to sickness. And one of the areas you close the door to sickness is um, you don't allow stress in. You close the door to stress and worry. Amen. And then the second um, session we, we ministered on was closing the door to the wrong words and making sure you're saying the right words. Amen. Amen. Tonight we're going to go and we are going to talk about the third um, door that we can open up. You know, we are the ones that um, we can open up the door to sickness in our lives because we are already healed. Jesus healed us 2,000 years ago. We aren't the sick trying to get healed. We are the healed, and the enemy would put symptoms on our bodies. But oftentimes, we can open the door and allow the enemy to, uh, we give him access into our lives. And one of the areas, the third area we're going to talk about tonight, that we can give access to the enemy and and open the door to the enemy. How many of you know, I want to close the door to the devil in every area. I don't want to allow him to get a foothold in any area of my life. And so that's why we're always guarding our minds. We are closing those doors. We're staying in our word. And one area that we can close the door to sickness and keep the door open to health is in our love walk. Praise the Lord. Aren't you excited? We're going to talk about love tonight. Amen. Praise God. And so as we talk As we minister on this message, I want us all to remember that we are um, taking it in for ourselves. We are not listening for our spouse. We are not listening for our sibling. We are not listening for our neighbor or our coworker. If only they could hear this message. No, we are hearing it for ourselves. And I'm ministering on it tonight for all of us and for me and for you so that we can increase How many of you have been listening to Pastor Nancy the last few nights? She's been talking, ministering on advancing and increasing, right? Well, we are to increase in love. Praise God. Let's open up our Bibles tonight to Philippians chapter 1. Amen. You have your Bible. Praise God. We love our Bible. Um, Our Bible is is a blessing of the Lord. It's Jesus himself. I love what one minister said. Hold up your Bible, shake it, and make the devil nervous. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why? Because there's life in this word. This is life. The Bible says his words are life and health to all your flesh. It's a medicine. And we are believing God uh, that we stay in that healing flow. And one of the ways we stay in that healing flow and close the door to the enemy is we close the door to unforgiveness, Uh to offense, to strife. So tonight we're talking about staying in love and increasing in love. Amen. Mm -hmm. Philippians chapter 1. Amen. Did you get there? Praise the Lord. I'm getting there too. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. And says, And this I pray, that your love may abound. Come on. Still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment. God wants us to abound more and more in love. You know, we love increase. We love to talk about increase. We love to partake of increase. We want increase in our finances. We want increase in our relationships, increase in wisdom, uh, increase in healing. To have these things, we have to have our love walk in line. We have to stay in love and we have to close the door to the enemy. And and the Bible says right here, I pray that your love may abound more and more. That word abound means to exist in large amounts. God wants us to have so much love, it exists in our lives in large amounts. Now you have already been given the love of God. When you became born again, that love, God's love was put on the inside of you. You already have his love. But it's up to us to renew our minds so that we can walk out the love that he has already put inside of us. Amen. So he says, I want you to abound. Don't we love that word abound? I want you to have love in large amounts. Evaluate our lives tonight. And can we say, love abounds in large amounts in my life. Or love abounds in medium amounts. Or love abounds in, I have a little bit of love. How much love are you um, allowing to flow out of your life? How much love are we exhibiting as believers? Amen. 
are we exhibiting as coworkers? Are we exhibiting as a spouse? How much love? Are we walking in more love towards the people at work than we do towards our spouse at home? Are we treating uh, the person at the store better than we treat the ones in our own homes? Because it's easy to walk in love towards people we don't live with. When we live with someone, then the test is on. Mm -hmm. I said the test is on. And if you don't pass the test, you'll take it again and again and again. And I, you know, Pastor Marcus and I always say to each other about different things in life, I don't want to take this test again. In other words, I'm going to pass this test. I'm not going to get angry this time. I'm not going to get offended this time. I'm, I'm not going to um, allow someone's words to hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. No, nope, it's no big deal. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I'm getting over it. Mm -hmm. I'm passing this test because you, it will come back again. Mm -hmm. But once you can pass the test and say, I did it. It didn't bother me. I, I drew out of the love of God that's on the inside of me and I let it go. It was no big deal. It becomes easier and easier. Amen? Amen. So that word abound means to exist in large amounts. It also means to overflow. Mm -hmm. Do we have God's overflowing love abounding? Is it overflowing out of our lives? Is love an overflow? Are we known by our love? Come on. There's an old song that says, they'll know you're Christian by your love. <laughs> right? Remember that song? And they'll know we are Christians by our love. That was an old song. By our love. They're going to know that we are children of God by our love. But it should be overflowing out of our lives. Another word, it comes from um, the Latin word, a wave. There's a wave of love that's flowing out of us. Amen. So we, we want to increase in different areas of our life, but we have to increase in love first because yeah. faith works by love. Yeah. Yeah. That's how faith works. It's by love. And so if we want our faith to work, you know, sometimes it's those small things. It's not the big things. It's the small things that can destroy our faith. Uh -huh. And a lot of those small things, they can happen in the area of the love walk. Well, I hear you all saying amen out there. Amen, Pastor Melian. That's right. I'm going to grow in love. We're going, we're moving out of 2020, going into 2021, making a decision, being determined to walk in more love. Yes. We can always increase in more love. Yes. Amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So advance and increase includes a plan, right? Didn't yes. we hear about that this last week? It includes a plan. So we have to make a decision. I'm going to increase in love. I'm determined this year. Matter of fact, right now, I'm going to major on love. I'm going to make it my great quest. That's what uh, 1 Corinthians 14.1 talks about. Eagerly pursue love. Make it your great quest yeah. to advance in my love walk. I'm going to reach for that abundance of love. I'm going to make sure it's an outflow of my life. I have to have a plan for it. You have to make a plan. What is your plan for walking in more love? What's your plan for increasing in love? Do you have a plan? Well, Pastor, I read my Bible every day. Are you putting in the word on love? Are you yielding to love? Do you always have to have your own way? Do you always have to have the last say? Do you always have to have the last word? You always have to be first. You always have to be the center of attention. That's not walking in love. Love makes room for others. Love prefers others. Amen. You know, many people, they make plans for their finances. I'm going to make a plan. This is a plan for my future. I'm going to make a plan for the next month. I have a plan for next year. I'm making plans for my future wedding. We all have plans. But we need to have a plan of love in place. And it has to be thought out. Amen. And, you know, like I said, God's love is already inside of you. But it's renewing our mind to what his word says. What is love, right? Come on. So the plan. I have my plan. Do you want to hear my plan? We can all partake of this plan. Everyone has different. But I tell you, the first, the number one, number one item on your plan should be, I will read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, constantly. I'm not reading it 
realize we're not reading it to get God's love in us. God's love is already on the inside of it. I'm reading it to renew my mind. My increase, your increase in this area depends on the steps you take to renew your mind. And we could say that about anything. The, your increase in any area, whether it's finances, love, uh, relationships, it depends on how, how many, how often and the steps you take to renew your mind. Uh That's good. Praise the Lord. Lord. How much increase do you want? Mm -hmm. You want a little bit? Uh, Take a medium amount. How much do you want? It depends on you, right? Our mind doesn't stay renewed any, any more than our hair stays combed. Brother Hagen used to say that. We have to comb our hair every day. I hope you're doing your hair every day. <laughs> right? We have to do it every day. So every day we have to renew our mind if we want to increase in all that God has for us. If we want to increase in the love walk, keep that door closed to the enemy. And, and the love walk, that's a daily, you are constantly dealing with people. You're constantly dealing with people every day, whether it's your family, your co-workers. You're constantly dealing with humans. You're constantly dealing with flesh, even your own flesh. You're yeah. constantly dealing. It's yeah. something you face every day. Uh-huh. So how, how, how important it is for us to keep that mind renewal constantly going? Yeah. Because this is something we're always going to have to deal with. Right. You're always going to have to deal with your flesh. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have to deal with your mind. You can't just renew your mind once. Yeah. We don't just deal with our flesh once. That's right. We're constantly renewing our mind to what does the Word say? The Word is my guide. It shows me how to respond. It shows me how to act. It shows me how to increase. It's up to me to renew my mind daily. If I want more increase, I'm going to renew my mind more. Yeah. If I want a little bit of increase, I'll re- renew my mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's up to me. It's up to you. It depends on how much do I want. God's love to flow out of me. How much do I want to increase in love? Come on. So number one, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13 constantly. Now, if you don't have this, you can get it on the Dufresne Ministries website. They have a download. We have some, I believe, on the back table. Um, They are free. It's the love, little love pamphlet. And I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians uh, 13, verses 4 through 8. I'm going to read it out of the Weymouth's translation. Now, this has King James Version, Moffat's Amplified, um, different versions, the message. I like the Weymouth's. And in the mornings when I'm getting ready, I take this out, and it's sitting on my counter, and I'm saying it out loud to me. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love knows neither envy nor jealousy. Love is not forward and self-assertive. Come on. It's not forward. It's not pushy. Not always trying to insert your own way. Love is not boastful. Love's not bragging on yourself. Mm. Here I am. I did this again. I did that again. Mm. I, I, I. Taking another selfie. You know, (laughs) me, me, me. (laughs) We know you look good in those selfies, but I'm just saying. (laughs) It's not boastful. Love is not conceited. Doesn't think of itself more highly than it ought to. Amen. It does not behave unbecomingly. Well, that would cover a lot of areas. It doesn't behave in an unbecoming way. Come on. It does not seek to aggrandize herself. I'm so great. Here I am, everybody. The party can now begin. You know, it's all about me. There's no party if I'm not there. (laughs) Come on. It's not seeking to aggrandize herself. Love does not blaze out in passionate anger. Come on. Oh, that's a good one. Good. Not slamming cupboards, not slamming doors, not yelling out words. Come on. Love does not brood over wrongs. Amen. I love this next one. Love knows how to be silent. <laughs> Let's all just work on that. Love knows how to be silent. Yeah. Praise the Lord. There are many times if we would just close our mouth, not say a word, the strife would stop. It's when we open our mouth, the Bible said, in a multitude of words, there is sin. The more words you say, the more opportunity to sin. It's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. It's unavoidable. The more many words equals more opportunities to sin. 
Less words. I'm cutting out, cutting out the, uh, the, the chances for me to say something or think wrong or say something wrong. Love knows how to be silent. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. That's so good. Love finds no pleasure in injustice done to others. Yeah. Love is full of trust, full of hope, full of patient endurance. Love overlooks faults. That's in the Weymouth. I'm going to read this out of the uh, King James. So open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians because it's important for you and I to see this. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4 says, Love suffers long. It's kind. And so what I do is I put my name in there. Melina suffers long. Mm -hmm. This is patient. Melina's patient. Melina's kind. It says, love envies not. Melina does not envy. Love vaunt itself, vaunteth not itself. Melina's vaunting not herself. I'm not puffed up. Amen. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Melina does not behave herself unseemly. I don't think on, thinks not her own. Seeks not her own. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not seeking my own way. I'm not easily provoked. I think no evil. Yeah. I think no evil. Yeah. Come on. I think no evil. Love thinks no evil. Oftentimes we think, well, you know, I'm walking in love. I didn't say anything. Yeah, but you thought something. Yeah. Uh -huh. You saw them and you had a wrong thought. Yeah, that's true. They walked into church and you had a wrong thought. Uh -oh. they, walked, they walked into work and you got jealous. Mm. They walked into the staff room and you thought, I don't know why they have got that promotion. I work harder than them. Love does not think evil. It's not just your words. Yeah. It's how are we thinking. Right. We want our thinking to be right. Yeah. If we want to increase, we have to have our thinking to be in line with God's word. And God's word says, love thinks no evil. So I say, Melina thinks no evil. Yes. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. I don't rejoice in iniquity. It rejoices in the truth. Melina rejoices in truth. Love bears all things. Come on, you can bear all things. Amen. I bear all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things, endures all things. I say, I endure all things. It says, love never fails. I say, so Melina never fails because I'm walking in love. Isn't that good? Yeah. And that's just the King James Version. But if you get this, download it, or if you have it, pull it out. I know a lot of you have this. Pull it out and you read this and you read the different translations. Amen. Yeah. The Moffat says, love makes no parade. Love gives itself no airs. Love is never selfish. How about this one? Love is never irritated. Love is never irritated. Selah. <laughs> we'll all just stop right there. <laughs> love is never irritated. Praise God. Yes. That's God's love in you. It's not a human love. Yeah. Realize this. It's not a human love. It's the God kind of love on the inside yeah, of you. God's so love. God is never irritated, so I'm never irritated. Amen. Amen. Love is never resentful. Love is never glad when others go wrong. Love is always slow to expose. Amen. Praise God. Get this, River Church. If you don't have it, get it. So number one, part of my plan. You can have a plan. I'm going to plan to increase this year in love. Number one, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 constantly. I'm going to renew my mind. Number two, I plan only to think good towards others. Number three, I'm not going to judge anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your job to go judging someone else. You take care of yourself and run your own race. I, re I plan, I refuse offense. Come on. And I will, I will forgive right away. I will, will repent right away. I will believe the best of others. Yes. And I plan to say, I'm sorry, right away. Right away. Because you can't walk in love if you can't say, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. If you've never, ever, ever, ever told someone you're sorry, I wonder if, if you really walk in love. Mm -hmm. If you've never told someone you're sorry, and I mean not like, okay, I'm sorry. Not like that. I mean you really mean it. I'm sorry I was wrong. I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Like, no, I'm sorry I was wrong. I'm sorry you misunderstood me. Yeah. No. I'm sorry for the what, what, what I said to you. You're taking responsibility. Come on. Amen. And to walk in love, you have to resist the devil. Yeah. 
I remember one general years ago in the body of Christ, and if I said his name, you know him, but he said, there, there have been times, many times, I would tell people I was sorry, I had to go and apologize, even though I hadn't done anything wrong or didn't know of anything that I had done, but I would still go and I would apologize. It's really important to be able to say you're sorry and apologize. Amen? Amen. And Kenneth Hagin tells a story about a woman whose family, they didn't receive healing. And she said, Brother Hagin, there's no family in this church who has been as faithful as my family has been. If one member of our family has ever received healing, she goes, I don't know it. Now listen, she's talking about a her family being faithful to go to church, faithful to attend their local church, faithful. Yeah. But she said, if we've ever received healing, I don't know it. Mm -hmm. What does that tell us? That tells us we can go to church faithfully yeah. and not receive healing. Yeah. Why is that? Now listen to what she says. But my husband's family, this is her other family, my husband's family is not nearly as faithful, yet they always receive their healing. Why is that? And Brother Hagin said, I don't know, but I do know this. If people get results over a long period of time, it's because they're walking in line with God's Word. Mm. They're walking in line with God's Word. And he said, I don't even know your husband's family, but I would go on, I would say this. If they always receive their healing, they have two outstanding characteristics. First, they're quick to repent and forgive. Listen, if we want to walk in divine health and we want our bodies to stay healed, yeah. it's not enough to just be faithful in church. It's, it's not enough to be faithful to the local church. We have to be quick to repent and quick to forgive. I'm not saying, he didn't say repent and forgive. He said, be quick. Yeah. Be quick. Mm -hmm. Right away. Yes. It's implying right away I'm going to repent. Yeah. Right away I'm going to forgive. Right? Yeah. That's what he said. They're quick. He didn't just say they repent and forgive. He said they're quick to repent yes. and forgive. Yeah. And second, they're quick to believe. Now, when he said this, this woman's eyes got so big, her mouth fell open. She said, Brother Hagin, you've hit the nail on the head. You know, how did you know? Right? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'm, I'm not that smart. He made a reference to Mark 11. But she said this. She said, I believe that my husband's family are the quickest to repent and forgive of any people I've ever known. Wow. The family that always got healed. Uh -huh. The family that always got healed. They always, she said, they always receive their healing. How many of us can say that tonight? I always receive my healing. Yeah. My family always receives our healing. Wow. Yeah. This woman, and then the woman said, not only that, but it, and I want you to listen, River Church. This is important. Because we're increasing in love, and if we want to increase, we have to be quick to repent and quick to forgive. Not just repent and forgive, but be quick to do it. Yeah. Quick to do it. Right on it. Yeah. If I mess up, I'm quick to repent. If I mess up, I'm quick to forgive. Right away, I forgive that person. I don't allow offense to stay in my heart. I'm quick to forgive. Nope, I forgive them, Lord. And we do it by faith, and we do it with our words, whether our flesh feels like it or not, no matter what our mind is telling us. Well, you didn't do anything wrong. Why do you have to forgive them? No, no, no. That's wrong thinking. We're quick to forgive, quick to repent. And the woman said, not only that, but if there's a squabble, listen, they take all the responsibility mm -hmm. even when they're not to blame. Mm. How many of us do that? She said, they'd forgive you no matter what you'd done to them. They wouldn't hold anything against anyone. Mm. Wow. She said, not even for a moment. What is that? Quick to repent. Quick to forgive. I'm closing the door to the devil. I'm closing the door to the enemy. I'm closing the door to sickness. Yes. I'm quick to repent. I'm quick to forgive. I'm keeping my heart free of offense. Yes. Free. Keeping it free. Mm -hmm. She said they'd always say, I'm to blame. Please forgive me. Wow. And she said, and they meant it. Wow. Here's, some, here's some good... Wow meat right here for so us good. So good. here's an answer right here for us yeah. if we want to close the door to sickness we want to close the door to the devil and walk in divine health and divine healing where we always get healed i said where we always get healed here's some steps right here quick to repent yes. quick to forgive and if i have to take the blame for it 
I'll take the blame for it. Saying, please forgive me and mean it from my heart. Sickness isn't worth it. Opening the door to the devil in your life and allowing him, giving him a foothold, giving him entrance, it's not worth holding that that forgiveness inside. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. It'll cost you. It'll cost you your health. It'll cost you. It can cost you your finances. We know this. It can cost you your relationships. And then she said, my husband's family, they lived in the country, and it was hard for them to get to church. But when they would come to church, they'd go to the altar. Now listen, they'd repent the fastest and believe God the quickest, and they'd get blessed the most. Woo! Of anyone I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Let's read that again. They'd repent the fastest, believe God the quickest, and get blessed the most. Those three all go together. Repent the fastest, believe God the quickest, and get blessed the most. How many of you like to get blessed? Me. How many of you want to get blessed the most? Me. Repent, repent fast. Come on. And repent the fastest and believe God quick. Praise God. God. Take the blame and say, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Take the blame if you have to. Why? That's love. That's love. You don't always have to be right. You don't always have to be the right one. Your your way isn't always the right way. Mm -hmm. Let someone else be right. Mm -hmm. Yield. Prefer one another. Love yields. Love is, if I could say this, it's flexible. It adapts. People who are stubborn, full of pride, they have unforgiveness, they always want to be right, they don't bend. They don't bend. They just, they're just, they don't bend. They don't yield. They're not flexible. They're not yielding to anybody else. They always want their own way. But I'm going to take the blame. I'm going to say, please forgive me. I'm going to repent fast, be quick to forgive, quick to repent, and I'm going to believe God. And I'm going to get blessed the most. <laughs> How about you? Amen. Say, I'm going to take the blame. Take the blame. I'll say, please forgive me. Please I'll repent the fastest. Repent the fastest. Believe God the, quickest, God the quickest. And get blessed the most. Blessed. Come on. And it's not just going to happen by accident. We have to practice these things. We have to meditate on his word because our flesh will fight us. Our mind will fight us. The enemy will fight us. He'll tell us, you don't need to say that. You don't need to go tell them you're sorry. You don't need to repent. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Wrong thinking. Yeah, wrong thinking. Yeah. It's keeping you from the blessings. It's, it's wow. opening the door to sickness and disease. Wow. Amen. It's an open door. Uh-huh. You know, I would not go to sleep tonight with my, with my front door open. <laughs> right. Many times... I wouldn't leave my house with my front door open. I'd lock it. Uh Many times when we step out of love, we leave the door open. We go to bed at night and we left the door open. You know what's going to crawl in through that door when you're asleep? The enemy's going to crawl in. You've got to close the door. Close the door to the enemy. How do you do that? You repent real fast. You forgive real fast. I mean, you got to be the quickest one. You're going to be like, honey, we're going to do, do a challenge. Who's going to be the quickest to forgive? Me. I win. I was the quickest to forgive. Who's going to be the quickest to repent? Amen. you got to make a choice. How bad do you want to increase? How bad do you want to close the door to the enemy? Praise the Lord. And so we practice it. We practice it. And when the devil comes and lies to you, and says, you don't need to do that. You didn't even do anything wrong. Matter of fact, you didn't do any. You, they're the ones. They were wrong, and you know they're wrong. And that could be the case. They could be wrong. But it's not about who's wrong and, and who's right. Because right. that's the wrong thinking. Yeah. If you get over into analyzing they were wrong right. and I was right, uh-huh. wrong thinking. It's not about who's wrong and who's right. Yeah. It's about i got to increase in love this year. I'm going to grow in my love walk. I'm going to close the door to the enemy and open the door to increase and open the door to health and healing. Amen? So when the devil comes, you resist the devil. Say, no, devil, that's a lie. I'm quick to forgive, quick to repent, and I can take the blame. 
I'm big enough. The God, God on the inside of me is big enough to take the blame. It's good on your flesh to take the blame when you didn't do anything wrong. I said, it's good on your flesh to take the blame when you didn't do anything wrong. It's good on your flesh. Be hard on your flesh. Be harder. Don't let your flesh rule you because your flesh will struggle. I don't want to. Your flesh will struggle to take the blame. It'll struggle to forgive. An unrenewed mind will struggle. A renewed mind, listen, a renewed mind, it gets easier and easier the more you renew your mind. Amen? Amen. Now listen to what the woman said about her family. She said, but you take my family, we will eventually forgive. Because we know we have to. But we'll hold out just as long as we can. Now this is how most people live. This is probably the majority of of believers, I would dare say. Eventually, I'll obey God. Eventually, I'll I'll forgive them. Eventually, I'll repent, but not right now. My flesh doesn't want to do it right now. But what are you missing out on when you hold out? What are we missing out on? The problem is you could hold out and die. (laughs) You could die while you're holding out. You know, unforgiveness opens the door to the devil. It's an open door. What are we missing out on when we hold out? I'm not going to talk. Well, I'm not talking to my spouse because he made me mad and I'm upset. Mm -hmm. And so you give him the silent treatment for three days. Mm -hmm. You go to bed angry. Left the door open. Yeah. Left the door open. Yeah. You hold grudges in your heart towards another brother or sister, co-worker, family member. Door's open. Open door. Mm-hmm. You're talking about what they did wrong and you're, you're gossiping to talk about, man, they did this to me and I can't believe. Open door. Mm-hmm. Not walking in love. Come on. Close the door to the enemy. Don't, I'll eventually obey God. This is what she said about the family that was not the faithful family, the faithful members of the local church. River Church, that's us. Wake up. Faithful members of the local church who did not get healed. She said, if anybody got healed, I don't know about it in my family. That's a big thing to say. This is the ones who... They would eventually forgive. Do we see the difference? The one family, they were quick to repent. They were quick to forgive. The other family, they did it eventually. Mm-hmm. Come on. Praise the Lord. Let's turn to Mark eleven twenty-five. Praise God. So we are not going to eventually obey God. We're not going to, because then you're going to, if you eventually forgive then you'll eventually close the door and if you're eventually going to close the door that means it was left open for a while and the devil got in come on you open the door you allowed strife in you allowed the devil to come in he caused symptoms on your body sickness brought in lack you don't know all this all the junk he's going to bring in through that door into your life if you're going to well eventually close the door No, I'm closing the door right now. I want you to remember this. Every time you're quick to repent, you're quick to close the door. Every time you're quick to forgive, you're quick to close the door. Every time you're quick, you're quick to take the blame, you're quick to close the door to the enemy. And he can't mess with you. Don't let the enemy mess with you. He wants you to hold out. He wants you to leave the door open as long as, as long as you, uh, as long as you can so he can get in and bring his junk with him. So don't eventually obey God. Do it right away. Yes. Don't eventually forgive. Do it right away. Yes. Mark eleven twenty five In the Amplified, I'm going to read it. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. In order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you for your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. You know, we all have shortcomings. We all have failed. No one is perfect. And if you have failed, you've fallen short. You can go to the Lord and say, 
Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. Please forgive me. I messed up. I fell short. I got angry. I didn't, I didn't forgive them right away like I should. Get right back on the saddle. Be quick to get right back on the saddle. Be quick to do it. Amen. Be quick to go to the Lord and repent and ask him to forgive you. And you know, we all know that God forgives us right away. Doesn't he forgive us right away? Aren't we called to be like our father? What are we supposed to do? Forgive right away. Forget just like Jesus forgives us of our own shortcomings. I'm going to forgive that person right away of their own shortcomings because we all have shortcomings. We've all failed. I'm going to let it drop. I'm going to let it go. In other words, I'm not going to pick it up again. And when you truly forgive someone, you don't talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Jesus, when he forgives us, he doesn't bring it back up in our face. He forgives us. It's gone. It's wiped clean. The slate is clean. He's not keeping we keep record of all the wrongs you've done. We don't keep score of what our spouse has done to us. We don't keep score, keep track. Of, well, they did this and they did that. We're not keeping track. If you're keeping track, you're not walking in love. You haven't forgiven. You haven't truly let it go. And now the door is wide open. Close the door. If you've kept track, take that piece of paper. Throw it away. Let it go and forget it. Come on, praise God. Because when you've truly forgiven, you won't bring it up again. It'll be done. And you won't allow it in your mind again. You know, the oftentimes there was a time when there was someone I had to forgive. And I tell you, when you take something in your mind, you think someone did something to you. You know, we all take things in a different way. But if you're already in that mode of being offended, you can take something and see it all wrong. And so I had gotten offended and the Lord dealt with me like, you need to forgive that person. And I eventually forgave them. Mm-hmm. I didn't forgive them right away. This was years ago. I didn't forgive them right away. And I eventually forgave them. And I finally did, thank God. Thank God for His mercy and His grace. But it was very tormenting. It's tormenting to the mind when you don't forgive right away. When you don't do the word, when you hold out, when God tells you to do something and you hold out, you're tormented. It's, it's, there's no peace there. There's no peace. If you want to walk in peace, obey God right away. If you want to walk in peace, forgive right away. Not eventually, do it right away. But I had, I had forgiven them. I had let them, all, let them go. But once you forgive, the enemy will try and bring that back to you. And I was washing dishes one day, and the enemy came back and go, oh, no, 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 and brought them up. And you know what? I had to answer the devil back out of my mouth and say, no, devil, I already forgave them. I love them, and I bless them. I had to speak to my mind. I had to speak to my flesh. Because when those thoughts come, the feelings try and come with them. There are feelings that will come with your thoughts. Uh-huh. So you've got to get rid of those thoughts or you'll have the wrong thoughts with the wrong feelings. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how we, how, what our body says. But if you don't resist those thoughts, you're going to have wrong feelings. And so I said, no devil, because wrong feelings don't feel good. Right. I don't like wrong feelings. I want to stay in love and have the right feelings. Feelings of love, feelings of joy, feelings of peace. You know, true peace, true joy. And you can't have those things if you're allowing wrong thoughts to come in and you step into that. You get start feeling those wrong feelings. And so I said, no, devil. I forgave them. I, I've, I love them. I already forgave them. That's done. I shut it down. you got to shut those thoughts down. Once you have forgiven someone, you've let them go. Don't think the enemy's going to leave it. He's going to try and bring it back to you. He'll be gone for a while and he'll try and bring it back again. Gone for a while, try to bring, and you better answer every single time. You resist it. No devil. And I said, I had to do it a few times. No devil. And then here's when, here's when the test came. I wanted to pass the test. Do you want to pass the test? Do you want to pass the love test? So I saw them in the store. Are you going to (laughs) hide? What are you going to do when you see them? Oh, they didn't see me. I'm just going to keep on going. Out of my spirit. I'm like, no, I love that person. I already forgave them. Even though. Here comes the thought trying to come back to me. Did you? Because the minute I saw them, that thought came. I'm like, wait a minute. I already forgave them. I'm like, no, devil. I already forgave them. And I said, if I already forgave them, I'm going to do what love does. I went over there. How are you doing? I gave them a big hug. And I tell you, the minute I acted in love, see, it had already been renewing my mind. I'd already been resisting the devil. Now I had to take a step. And I wrapped my arms around them. And I loved on them. And when I did, The power of God hit me. 
and I actually felt, and you don't have to feel it, but I felt the presence of God. I felt his love for that person. Like, I, and I loved them anyway, but I actually felt like, a, if I could say it this way, such a strong, a strong love for them. Yeah. I'm talking like something, it's just, it was, it, 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 it amazed me because I'm like, wow. But that's what happens when you obey the word. Right. I'm not going to eventually do it. I'm going to obey right away. I'm going to be quick to repent, quick to forgive. And when I see that, quick to resist the devil when he comes back and tells me, you didn't forgive them. Yes, I did. I already forgave them. I, I let him go. You see a picture of that person. Oh, you get all mad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wrong thinking. But don't, if you've already forgiven them, you say, nope, devil, I, that's a lie. I already forgave them. I love them. And I always say, I love them. I bless them. They're a blessing to me. They're a bless them, Lord. Bless them. Praise God. It's called doing the word, River Church. It's called, I'm going to increase in love. Why? So we can advance. Come on. We want to advance in every area, but you've got to advance in love too. We're going to increase in love this year. Amen. So it doesn't matter how spiritual we think we are. Our love walk and the fruits we bear, that's the measuring stick. It's the measuring stick to our maturity. How quick we forgive. That's the measuring stick to our maturity. Do we go in our room and sulk? Do we get in the car and take off? You know, for two days? <laughs> I mean, you know, do we rant and rave for hours? Come on. What are we doing? Open door. Open door to the enemy. We're allowing him in. Are we laying in bed at night thinking about all the wrongs that they did? Open door. Don't even have to say anything. Just thinking the wrong thoughts. Open door to the enemy. Praise God. The woman went on to say, when it comes to believing, she was talking about her own family that eventually would forgive. She said, when it comes to believing, we're the slowest people you've ever seen to believe God. Isn't that anything? Slow to repent. Slow to forgive. And listen to this. Slow to believe God. They all go together. They all go together. If you're slow to repent and you're slow to forgive, you're going to be slow to believe God. I don't want to be slow to believe God. I don't have time to be slow to believe God. (laughs) I want to be quick to believe God. And if we want to be quick to believe God, we've got to be quick to repent and quick to forgive. Amen. Amen. Why? Because faith is of the heart. Faith is of the heart. And when we're quick to repent and quick to forgive, we can be quick to to believe yeah. and we'll be so blessed. We'll be blessed the most. Yeah, amen. Because if there's unforgiveness in the heart, it hinders people from believing God. Yeah. Right? Praise the Lord. Now, one minister said about 1 Corinthians 13, those love verses 4 through 8, he said, if you'll read these every day, you'll put them to work. Number one, the devil will flee. Number two, your health will spring forth speedily. And number three, the blessing of the Lord will overflow. Isn't that interesting? That when you are abounding in love, there's an overflow. And when you're abounding in love, the blessings of the Lord will also overflow. They go hand in hand. Abundance of love, abundance of blessings. No love, no blessings. Little bit of love, little bit of blessings. Uh, uh, I remember... One time I had a dream. I had a dream. <laughs> and, and I don't often have dreams um, that, anyway, I knew this was from the Lord. had a dream, and it was of my pastor. And she said one sentence to me in this dream. And that was it. I just saw her face, and she said, love will burn out the lack. Wow. That was all she said. Mm-hmm. That was my dream. I woke up. I said, hmm, there's your answer. <laughs> Love will burn out the lack, right? Won't it? Because when you're walking in love, there's abundance that goes with that. There's an abundance of healing, abundance of of finances. Come on, if you're doing the word, come on. Abundance in your relationships if you're walking in love. But if you're not walking in love, you're going to experience lack in your body. You're going to experience lack in your finances, lack in your relationships. There is a connection. And we're quick to make the connection. Yes. Come on. We're quick to make the connection. Amen? Amen. 
praise God. When you're walking in love, the devil can't touch you. You can just resist him, tell him to go. And if he tries, you say, devil, I'm walking in love. You can't touch my body. You can't touch my children. You can't touch my finances. I'm closing the door. I said, I'm closing the door. So what have we learned tonight? I'm going to be the quickest to repent. The quickest to forgive. The quickest to take the blame and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And the quickest to really mean it. I'm going to, I'm going to out, outdo in a good way. Outdo and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I'm going to be the one to do it first. I'm going to be the one to go to the Lord and say, Lord, please forgive me. I repent. Repent means to turn. It means to turn from that which you've been doing. It's not just, Lord, forgive me. There's a turning. It's a turning from that behavior, a turning from that attitude, a turning from how you've operated in the past. It's a turning from, and it's turning to the Lord. I'm I'm turning to Him to do things His way. Praise God, because you'll be blessed the most. You'll close the door to the enemy, close the door to sickness if you'll be quick to repent, quickest to repent. Mm -hmm. Not eventually. No more eventually I'll do it. No more of that, River Church. Eventually I'll be nice. Eventually I'll forgive them. No, I'm going to be quick to repent, the quickest to repent, the quickest to forgive, and the quickest to believe God. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because we are increasing in love. Say, I'm increasing in love. Say, I'm increasing in love. I am making a plan this year to increase in love, to advance in love. I'm going to be the quickest to repent, the quickest to forgive, and the quickest to believe. Amen. That closes the door to the devil. I'm walking in divine health. Say, I'm walking in divine health. Amen. Because I walk in love. Praise God. It's good when you go somewhere and you close the door and lock it. You know that your house is safe. It's the same thing with your body. Close the door to the enemy. Close it. It protects your health. It protects your health. Amen. I want to pray with you tonight. I know that as we were ministering tonight, maybe something in your heart that you know that you've been holding on to. Could be a grudge, could be um, unforgiveness, you know, could have happened 20 years ago and you're still talking about it. No more talking about it. Let it go once and for all. Could have happened two hours ago. You still need to let it go. You still need to forgive. Close the door to the enemy tonight, amen? We're gonna choose to walk in love. So I'm going to pray with you, pray for those who are fighting symptoms tonight. And I believe as you, you're quick to repent and quick to forgive, then we could be quick to believe and boom, God's healing power. I mean, healing is already yours. Amen. It's yours. Let's pray. Father God, I lift up those watching tonight and I thank you, Father. Yeah. Going into the hearts, the hearts of the people, Father, healing their hearts. And Father God, right now, We just ask you, if there's anything that you need to ask the Lord, uh, repentance, you need to go to him and repent, go do it right now. Someone you've been holding on to, maybe a situation you haven't let go, um, could be a court case, I don't know, something uh, involving a court situation, let it go. Let that person go. Let that situation go once and for all and put it in God's hands. Really, that's what you do when you forgive. You're you're letting go of it. You're disconnecting yourself from that and you're saying, God, I'm trusting you. And you're just you're just walking out the love of God. So Father God, I come before you now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that you have put inside of us your love. And it's your ability, your strength that we're able to forgive. Father, we forgive those who have hurt us. We forgive those who have um, any kind of situation that that has taken place at work or um, in any other in our family. Father, we forgive and we let it go. We're quick to forgive. We're going to be the quickest to forgive, Father. And if we have to take the blame, we can go to them and say, I take the blame. And Father, I thank you that your love right now, it's overflowing. It's flowing out of our lives, Father. I thank you for your love that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost.
I thank you, Father, for it. We just reach on in and we yield to that love. Say, I yield to his love. Yield to the love of God. Stop yielding to your flesh. Stop yielding to what your mind wants to do, what your flesh wants to do. That's no way to live. Yield to God. Say, I yield to you, Father God. I yield to your love. Now, thank you, Father. Say, now I walk in divine health. Devil, you can't touch me. I have forgiven. I have let them go. I hold no unforgiveness, no bitterness. It has to go. In Jesus' name. And I bless that person. I love them. Father, blessings upon them. And I walk in divine health. My family walks in divine health. We're closing the door to the enemy. You know, before I leave, I want to let you know that I was, I saw, uh, I saw something that an ICU nurse said. She said, all the things that she has seen in her unit when people forgive. This is an intensive care. It's not just going to the hospital, and that's already a, you know, a major deal, but in the intensive care unit. She said, oh, the things I've seen, the miracles that have taken place when people forgive. There's power in forgiveness. What is it? It's the power of God. It's the power of love. Because God is love. God is love. If you want more of God in your life, you have to have more love in your life, more of His love. It's a pure love. It's a love that is unconditional. It's a love that never fails. His love will never, ever fail you. Ever. It may look like, how can I forgive? They've done me wrong, and maybe someone has done you wrong over and over and over again. But love, God's love in you, it forgives them. It lets it go. Just let it go. Let them go. There's power. There's an empowerment there that will come into your life, and it'll bring restoration. It'll bring healing and deliverance if you'll let them go because you'll allow the power of God to finally go to work. You've been holding it off. It's been a a, a door where it's like, eventually I'll do it. No, do it now. Do it now so the power of God can go to work right now. We don't want God's power to eventually go to work. No, we want it to go to work right now. So I just believe that was by the Spirit. Whatever that situation, just let it go once and for all. And watch, watch God's power go to work when you step into that love flow. You step into the God flow. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you, River Church. We love you all. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to join us on Sunday, 10 a.m. We will be meeting and 1030. We will be on Facebook Live. We love you.